everyone, this is Myra. This is Paula. And this is Martha. And we are your hosts. We are here to help you level up with topics on self-awareness, confidence, and self-acceptance. So grab whatever you would like to sip on and welcome to Sipping With Us. Welcome back to another episode of Sipping With Us. Cheers, guys. I feel like we haven't all sat here for a while now because some of us were on vacation, which I'm excited to hear more about. So on this week's episode, we have a special guest. Her name is Alma. Uh, Alma is a, she's a, she teaches mothers how to be healthy through a sustainable lifestyle on social media and also through your beach body coach as well. Yes. Correct. And she's very passionate about, um, one of the reasons we have Alma here today is because she's very passionate about helping mothers as a mother herself, helping other moms find themselves and prioritizing their mental health and, um, their overall health, right? Yes, correct. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Of well course, done. we're well excited. Done. So I I feel like we haven't done this in a while, but we typically like to start off the episodes with like a raven or rant, especially because we haven't done them in a while and just kind of catch up our listeners, all of you out there, like what we've been up to. And I think the appropriate one to get started is Myra here. <laughs> me. So my rave for this week is going to be that... I just got back from Greece and it was absolutely beautiful. Like I honestly recommend everyone to go to Greece. It's like magical. It was all it, of your, like yeah. the views were amazing. No. And the pictures doesn't even like, do Oh, justice. I'm sure it never Man, does. Like my eyes, I just couldn't believe what my eyes were actually seeing, mm-hmm. but it was beautiful. Uh, my rant will probably be that I have the worst jet lag, <laughs> but we're we're gonna get we're but gonna, you made it through i made i'm mm-hmm. making it through yeah with yes. coffees i'm doing like literally like four coffees a day so as far as the trip how do you feel like what, what do you think that did for you like overall like just did it just clear um, your mind did it you know what i mean relax. like yeah. yeah um for sure clear my mind i think i came up with like ideas and more goals that i want to do in the next year and um definitely relaxing Mm-hmm. I went with that mentality of not being like rushed or not having like an actual like schedule, you know, just going on with the flow. Um, but yeah, it was really relaxing. Cheers to Greece. A lot of partying too, but. <laughs> but I mean, you're on a trip in Greece. Yeah. In Mykonos, how are you not <laughs> going to party? Awesome. That was fun yeah. to see. Awesome. So what about you, Paula? Mm, I would say my rave, I guess, mm-hmm. is getting ready for your trip. This week, that's what I've been doing. I think this is going to be the same for me, too. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Rant. um, I don't think I have any, actually. No rants. No no rants. So we're heading out to Tulum for a girl's trip next week. And that is a huge rave for me because I haven't had a girl's trip in so so many years. And I just feel like after this trip, I'm going to want to have it at least once a year. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure I can get away once a year with girls and have a good time. So I'm excited for that. Um. I really don't have a lot of rants either other than just I've been overloaded with work personally. But again, don't let it get to me and just enjoy. (laughs) So what about you, Alma? Oh, rave. So rave is a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. Rave is a good one. What do you want to rave about? Um, Just being able to. Okay, because I'm super COVID paranoid. So Mm -hmm. lately I've been doing more things with the kids like. Mm 
not on the weekend yet, but like mm-hmm. getting them out there and, you know, exposing them a little bit again to like the normal world mm-hmm. <laughs> outside of the house. And it's been pretty good. They've been really good about wearing their masks and everything. So I feel a lot more at ease about school going back and all that fun stuff. Right. Um, again, mom, mom life and rants. Probably just my kids acting like maniacs this week. <laughs> and honestly, like maybe TMI, but PMSing. Yeah. No, that's, that's a serious one. I feel yeah. like we don't talk too much about that no, in general. It's, it's been so real this time. Like the mm-hmm. kids acting like crazy, me PMSing on top of it. And I'm just like, can I just go away? Just get a break. Does this feel like a break to you right yes, now? Okay, yes. good. Cheers Have me back that. anytime. Like whatever. I think anytime like the floor too. I don't care. It's like we get a small, like some joy in like when moms just kind of have their own time or yes. enjoyment in life. Like their outlet. Yes. Like we, me and Paula were talking about, cause the trip that we have next week to Dulum, mm-hmm. we're, some of, some of them are mothers that have never been on trips like that either. And we were like, we just want them to have fun. <laughs> just enjoy the time. I mean, we've had, not that we're not going to have our own, but you know, we've had a lot of those moments yeah. and a lot of moms haven't, which is why we're here today talking yes. about these topics. It's important. It is very important. So tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of how you got started sure. in like your whole social media platform. Like what um, pushed it there? Exactly. Like, okay. How did you? Um, well, so for starters, I, you know, I did go to college. My super amazing, you know, Hispanic parents were like, go to college, go to college. So I did. Mm -hmm. I went to, um, the college I wanted to go to, which was TCU here locally. Mm -hmm. And, um, I did that and I graduated and right away started working on American airlines, Mm -hmm. um, corporate world. So nine to five, you know, the hustle and bustle of all that. It was exciting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the flight benefits are great and everything. And I really did love like what I was doing and all the different departments I got to explore. Mm -hmm. I became a mom during that time, you know, had family, got a house, all the major milestones Mm -hmm. um, in my 20s and early 30s. Well, then at some point about three, well, three years ago Mm -hmm. um, when I had my second baby, I struggled with postpartum depression and anxiety, like Mm -hmm. right after having him. um, It's not, you know, I hear a lot of different stories about people that are like, I don't want anything to do with my baby when, you know, they hit PPD, um, postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't like that. It's just like, I felt really overwhelmed and I love being with him, but I was just like, I don't feel like myself. Mm -hmm. So um, I had been following this beach body coach and we had talked like back and forth, even like while I was pregnant. Okay. And I was like, I don't really want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this. But I know at one point, um, I had actually done 21 day fix like years before when it was at the DVDs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I know this works. So I guess I'll try it. If I don't like it, then I don't do it. Whatever. I just want to like lose the weight, feel better, just get myself back into like a better headspace. Mm -hmm. So I started doing it and I signed up as a coach just because you get a discount, you know, with the product that you're buying or like if you're buying supplements. So I was like, I'm going to do that just so I don't have to pay like an arm and a leg and I get a 25% discount for the things that I want. Um, and it worked. Like, I mean, I stayed pretty consistent. I did, you know, have like a drink here there. I was also nursing. Um, but I would like, you know, have my sweets here and there, things like that. I wasn't like killing myself on a diet cause I was nursing, but I was pretty good with like my nutrition and I did the workouts and it worked and I lost the weight and I felt confident again and I felt better. And this was mm-hmm. like maybe three, four months after I got cleared to start working out. Okay. So 
I just started talking more about it. And it's just one of those things that you hear, like the really cheesy, corny stories of people that are like, oh, it just worked for me. And I just started talking about it. That's literally what happened to me. So like you felt passionate about it. Yes. Was exactly. this after your second baby? Yes, absolutely. Okay. After him, after the second one. So this was like two and a half years ago that I started really talking more on social media about mm -hmm. it. Um, it was kind of intimidating at first because, you know, usually social media you know, you have mostly family and friends that know you, you don't have a bunch of strangers on there. So the more you start talking about these things and sharing like your before and afters mm -hmm. and all that, that's like a weird transition from like, I'm being very private about my life. Mm -hmm. I hardly talk about these things to, Hey, I had these, you know, mental, I had this mental state of mind at some point, or, you know, here's my before and after here's my mm -hmm. belly in a sports bra after having a baby. <laughs> and then here's yeah. my belly now, you know, it's kind of a weird thing to start sharing, but I just felt so like in love with what it did for me. And so right. like, I know people that were going through similar things. I knew people that were like struggling and I just felt like, okay, if I just share a little bit, like maybe you don't have to do beach body, but right. maybe like you just get the motivation to like, I'm going to go start having walks or I'm going to go start doing some light workouts or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just going to start doing something for myself because I feel like when you become a mom, it's like, <laughs> everything shifts and all of a sudden your focus is always your family, your kids, you know, and then you just kind of lose yourself. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't want people to feel like that and to feel like they're alone and to feel like they can't make time for themselves for a 30 minute workout. Right. So that all kind of, yeah. Fell into place. Yeah. So I want to go back to kind of like a little bit more on the beginning mm -hmm. as to like, um, how, how long have you been with your, with your husband for? Okay. So we will hit our 10 year mark in August, um, that we've been like in a relationship together, mm -hmm. uh, married like seven, what month are we in? Seven something years. I don't mm -hmm. know. Um, so yeah, 10 years in total. Ten years. Okay. And when did you have your first kid? Seven. He's seven. He's seven. So, yeah. so you didn't feel it when, whenever you had him, like no. it didn't really hit you. No. Do you think it was because maybe you were still younger and you know, like I want, I want to I, I guess I'm trying to get an idea of like yeah. at what point that kind of shifted for you. I don't really know because I mean, I know people that it's just like every pregnancy is different right. and then like every postpartum situation is different. Mm -hmm. So it's just like so many, like I, I've thought about it. Like, why did I end up with this this time? And like, mm -hmm. why didn't I get it the first time? And like, I've had conversations. I had like one of the best OBGYNs mm -hmm. in like the world. And, um, I actually ended up going to her 50th birthday party oh, wow. <laughs> like a few months That's ago awesome. because we still yeah. keep in touch. But, um, we, just, I try to like dissect it with her because I'm one of those people that I'm like, I have to know the core of what this is and why it's happening. Mm -hmm. And there really isn't like a rhyme or reason as to why it happens. Cause some mm -hmm. people are in like great situations all around and like they have perfect, not perfect, but you know, they have like a great situation at home, at work, just their life mm -hmm. is so together and then they still get it. Right. Like it, it just doesn't have a, I think it's like a hormone imbalance or something. Yeah. yeah. Something along those lines. But for me, I know part of it is my son. So <laughs> my second baby, um, after my first one, like everything mm -hmm. was fine. Um, and I did have like, I did take like almost a year to like go back to pre baby weight and I never actually hit pre baby weight. I just mm -hmm. kind of like took as long as I needed to was just like, whatever, this is what mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And, um, but then I know after like leading up to us having like the second one, I had heard so many stories and this is like the scary part. Mm -hmm. So it's like a trigger warning to some people. I had so many stories of like babies being born. Um, what's it called? 
like with their umbilical cord wrapped around them or something happens and Mm -hmm. they're like stillborn. Mm -hmm. And that was literally like my biggest fear the whole second pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I would tell my OBG and she's like, you really need to like, we need to find ways to like calm you down. Mm -hmm. Um, So you dealt with a lot of anxiety while you were pregnant. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because I heard I had, I actually knew several people that like I went to high school with other people that I worked with at AA Mm -hmm. that actually had stillborns. Like after I had my first kid, that's when I started hearing about it more and more. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh shit. Like, um, that's true though, because, uh, like I had a cousin that, you know, she, she always said like during my first one, I didn't, I wasn't worried about anything, but you start yeah. hearing other stories. Yeah. And by the time your second one comes around and you start getting more like terrified. Paranoid. Yes. Yeah. I think it's because the fear of losing, you already have a kid mm-hmm. and you have that fear of losing that kid. So you start thinking so many stories like, well, what if this happens? Yes. Or this happens. And I also heard a lot of stories that postpartum comes with the second kid. Like a lot of the stories that I've heard. Really? That have depression, postpartum so depression. So it's a common thing. It's with the second kid. Yeah. And I want to say it's because, well, I'm not a mom and I you know. I, but your observations. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I've seen that. I, I want to say it's because you have a kid and it's like you feel like you have it down and you have it, you have it settled down and then you have another one. And it's like chaos. And it's like double. Yeah. And it, yeah, it, it's. So it can be very overwhelming. Like mm-hmm. I could just imagine. I'm not even a mom myself. Like, I'm overwhelmed for you. <laughs> like just getting a new job. Like, yeah, it's like, exactly. That. Yeah. yeah. And then you have these little people that you're like, oh, that you're shit. in charge of. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. You know, uh, again, these are like sens- sensitive topics, which I feel like sometimes for me are hard to talk about. Mm-hmm. As somebody that doesn't have kids, because you almost feel like you can't really have an opinion, you know. Oh, but you can. But I can. But yeah. I do. Yeah, <laughs> for I'm sure. sure I have an opinion. But um, I, I don't know. Like, do you think it, it has a lot to do? Because I've been really digging deep, personally, into like into like those thoughts of like, what were we conditioned to? You know, that happiness is, and mm-hmm. why did I make these choices? And and was my idea of it not what I expected it to be or did I just maybe it is like and I don't want to say that people with kids are not happy like I think there's amazing mothers out there in the world you know and and one thing that I've learned as somebody that doesn't have kids is that um it's important to also I feel like society right now is so against like acknowledging mothers like and the fact that people want to be mothers yeah. like you should never shame people that that's what they want to do if that's what they want to do you mean like that's like their let them be goal. yes no, like, that's what i'm saying but like okay. i understand that now i didn't understand that like years ago i yeah. would have been like but why like don't you want to do something else you know what i mean yeah. like i would have had that mindset but yeah. now i think differently and now i'm like okay there's there's people in the world that that's what they want to do. Yeah. And that's what makes them happy. And if that's what makes them happy, then let them, you know, if it's not going to affect you, then let them be. Yeah. Yeah. But also I feel like it's, it's so hard whenever you have children and then you're working at the same time. And, and now it's like your two worlds are just kind of coming together and then you have to be everything. So I feel like that's what people deal with now. Moms. It's like having to be perfect at, at it all. Like at being a mom at work, and then still be a wife. Yeah. Um, there's so, much and then finding it. time for your friends, you know, yes. like how to balance all of that out. There's so, so much of that. Yeah. And that's something like I, in the circles I follow, like mm-hmm. the influencers, I follow the people I admire on social media. 
um, cause again, you know, like social media is only like snippets of people's life. Right. Like they only let you in to certain extents. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I like to tell people I'm a, I'm an open book. Like you can literally ask me anything and I'll tell you, like, it might not be on like the public side, but like on my DMS, I get a lot of questions mm-hmm. and some people are like, I'm sorry, this is TMI. Like, I'm just wondering this and I will share away mm-hmm. anything basically. Um, because I feel like it's, I don't want it to feel, I don't want people to feel like they're alone. And I don't want people like, especially moms to feel like I can't have these thoughts or I can't talk about this with other people. And sometimes it's so much easier to reach out to a stranger, to somebody that you just know through social media. It, yeah. Oh, yeah I sure. agree with that. Can you share with us, obviously not saying names or anything, yeah. but can you share with us like some of the questions that you get from moms? Like, yeah. Um, that are like, have been like kind of yeah on your mind a lot yeah or what are they what is it that generally women go through but they're not talking about um one thing is the whole postpartum depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety I feel like now like when I had it it was you know people I guess it also depends who you follow and like obviously the algorithms and how much you see Mm -hmm. and all that fun stuff but um I feel like it's more acceptable in a form to actually bring it up and talk about it um, when it really wasn't a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing like, cause I've shared it in posts before. I don't really share it all the time, but every once in a while when I'm feeling like, Hey, I went through this or like when something triggers me to remember a point in time when I was going through that, I'm mm-hmm. like, I should probably post about it soon because I'm like in that moment, I'm thinking about it. Like it's something that I know is really hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. So I'll share it periodically. And I have had people like reach out to me and ask me like, how did you know that you had this? Like, what were the symptoms or like, what were you feeling experiencing? Because I think I might have it, but I just don't know. Mm -hmm. And so like, I've told people like, you know, for me, I didn't even realize I had it. Like it was actually one of my cousins who was a nurse and she had it with one of her kids. And she kind of noticed like my, my mood and attitude towards my oldest Mm -hmm. when my youngest was only like three weeks old or something. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Hey, you might want to talk about this with your OBGYN because I think you have this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, no. Did did you take that? I want to ask, did you take that offensively when somebody first tells you that? No, well not. Not me personally. Mm-hmm. I didn't just because I know she's coming from a good place. I right. think it also come like depends who, on who, who it's comes coming from. from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know she's coming from a good place. I know she's been through it. So I started thinking like, maybe she's right. And so on my next appointment, you know, I talked to my doctor, mm-hmm. she, they gave me like the quiz and whatever. We had like an in-depth conversation and boom, sure enough, <laughs> I had it. So I was like, that's cool. So basically they just kind of like they have like a certain like testing yeah, or it's like this, that they do. I forget mm-hmm. how many questions it's this quiz and ask mm-hmm. you things. Some of them are like the same question worded differently. Mm-hmm. Just like, how do you feel about this? Have like you like situations? Eating? Yeah. Like the situation and like your own health. Like, have you been eating more? Have you been eating less? Have you gained like that mm-hmm. type of thing to kind of, I don't know what the heck it does. There's like a point system at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And so that will dictate like if you have it and like how severe it is. And mm-hmm. then from there, like your OBG will sit down and, her mind was like amazing. And she sat down and she's like, okay, so you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, what do you want to do? Like if I, you know, you tell me what you want to do. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll tell you when you give me, you know, it's kind of like a given. How, take do you, situation. Yeah, how mm-hmm. do you want to solve this? And, or how do you want to like work on this? And if I think that this is a good situation or solution that you have presented, then we can talk about it. Otherwise I have other solutions that might work for you. One of the things that was presented to me is if I wanted to get on medication 
Mm. Now, me being me, <laughs> I hate medication. Like, mm-hmm. I hate it. Um, I've never, like, even, like, when the doctor's like, hey, take this, you know, you have a sinus infection, you need to take this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, five days in, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, but when she was like, you should consider medication, I was like, no, we're, we're not going to do that right now. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I think it's just like how I feel about myself. Mm-hmm. It's not my feelings toward my son. It's not my feelings toward my spouse. It's just how I'm feeling about myself and I don't like me. And so she's like, okay, what do you want to do about that? And mm-hmm. I said, um, I have an idea. Like, what if I just start, you know, working out? There's a program and that's where the beach body thing came in. Cause I had been talking to that coach and I'm like, there's a program that I want to try to do. It's very like structured. I think it'll work well for me. So she's like, all right, I'll see you back in, you know, however many weeks and we'll see where you are then. So I kept going back for her to like checkpoints and I was, I was doing better and better. It was a slow and steady improvement. But again, that was like my way of like, I know that I need to get out of this and I don't want to rely on medication. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with medication. I never want people to think that because Mm -hmm. I know there are situations where you definitely need it and it's not really optional. Mm -hmm. So, but it was presented to me as an option and I declined it at the time. And I did tell her like, Hey, if I'm not getting better in a few weeks, if I'm like in a worse place, then I will definitely consider it and we'll take it from there. So you had a lot of self-awareness with what you were feeling essentially, but it took that one person to kind of, Point I guess me in that solidify direction. that, yeah, mm-hmm. into what you were feeling. And before she even said anything to you, did you, were you feeling like that could be an option or I don't, really did you know, know you felt off? Like, I know I felt off and mm-hmm. like, I know like my body was telling me too. Cause like after you have a baby, it's all hormones are out of whack mm-hmm. and all these things happen. And like, this might be TMI, mm-hmm. but like for after my first one, yeah, like hormones crazy and everything. And, um, it might've helped that I got part, like on birth control mm-hmm. right away. So I wouldn't have another kid because I wasn't trying to have another kid um, that soon. And that might have like helped balance some of the Mm -hmm. hormone situation that I had. I don't know. Like I'm not a medical professional, but Mm -hmm. that's just like my guess. Because after my second one, I declined the birth control. Mm -hmm. I was like, we'll just be careful. I really don't want birth control. And um, so my hormones had nothing else to like check them. Like Mm -hmm. no other, you know. To control them. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like it was just. I don't know. Like I would, I would sweat a lot. Like if that's, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I would, I would get anxiety and I didn't know it was anxiety. Like I would, I remember one time, um, I dropped off my oldest at daycare cause he was going to daycare. So I could, you know, try mm-hmm. to be with a baby just for a few hours. <laughs> and I had dropped them off at daycare. I had the baby with me. We stopped into target and I had like, I was nursing, but I would also like pump. And so I had like a bottle prepared with me in case he needed to eat. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, I have like an hour. He won't get hungry. I stopped at Target and I took him in his little stroller or whatever. We're getting the things we need. He starts crying and I'm like, oh shit. So I gave him the pacifier. Mm -hmm. He, this, my second child is like uncontrollably loud. Mm -hmm. And he starts just, the more he cries, the more I try to pacifier, it's not working. I start sweating. I'm at the checkout line. Like this wonderful lady, cashier lady could tell. Cause I had, I was like red. I could Mm -hmm. sense like the redness in my cheeks. The hot. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was like sweating and I had like short sleeve shirt and I could just feel this sweat Mm -hmm. from like just how nervous I was that he was crying in public. And I'm just like, Oh my God. Like I didn't start crying, Mm -hmm. but I just felt like, (sighs) like freaking out about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is not normal. Mm -hmm. So that I had like instances like that, that would happen. 
Um, and I'm like, this, I don't remember this with the last one. And mm-hmm. I don't think this is a normal response to a baby crying, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah. And usually you would think that would be with the first one because you like really don't know what you're doing with your first kid. Yeah. But like after your second kid, mm-hmm. it's yeah, I would I would probably think it would be like, yeah, this is not normal. Like, yeah, my second kid was uh, he was louder. He mm-hmm. was less. Um, my first one was like on schedule for everything. Every mm-hmm. three hours feed would sleep through the night really early on. My second one was not so easy. Yeah. That's a common thing that I hear about second children. First kid can be good or bad. And if the first one was good, the first, the second one's going to be Yeah, the opposite. Wild. It's always the opposite. Yeah. Yep. So your, your youngest now is, you said two and a half? He's three, three now. Three now. Yeah, he just turned three, like two, three months ago. Yeah. So what about your husband through all of this? Yeah. <laughs> like, how was he? How did you go to him to like mention it or like? Uh, on that situation, I just, because like my, so my OB is like, she was amazing. So my husband came to like every appointment, um, for the first and second child and she like got to know him, you know, and, um, she would, even, cause like I'm a handful. And so she would even ask my husband, like, how are you doing with, <laughs> with her? And, you know, he could vent a little to her too. And, um, it was really, it was a great situation in terms of like the doctor that we had. Mm-hmm. So when I told him, when I came home from the appointment, um, cause these were like my postnatal checkups, right? So he wasn't going with me to those. But when I came home after that appointment and I told him like what happened, um, he was just like, okay, like, what do I need to do? Like, what do we need to do? He was very supportive of just like, tell me what I need to do for you and I will. So it was not like, um, you know, like when, um, I started working out and everything. He knew like she needs this time. She needs right. this. And the thing too was like because of Beach Body and how they are with like at home workouts, I was able to like there's tons of videos from like when the baby was a baby mm-hmm. and you see him on his little bouncer or you see him like laying on um I think I remember those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see him like laying on different things next to me, the little walker thing and cuz he was part of it and mm-hmm. you know um, if he was napping, I would work out great. If he wasn't really cooperating with naps, cause again, he wasn't the easiest baby with schedules. I would still work out. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing that like my coach and mentor taught me, like they learn, like they will understand this is mommy's time. You know, if they continue to watch you do it, they'll learn like, this is mommy's time. Like let mommy have mm-hmm. her time. Just like you need your time to play, blah, blah, blah. And even like at an early age, yeah, he would sit there and if he would start fussing, I would just, you know, like do my workout, like get in his face and just like talk to him and Mm -hmm. make him laugh or whatever. Like basically what you're saying is you made him part of like, yes, exactly. The whole, you're basically healing essentially. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So he was there through it all. And if I needed, um, you know, time because I was also pumping and all that fun stuff. And then at one point I went back to work and I was Mm -hmm. still working out when I went back to work, I would get up at five in the morning. I would bust my workout, get it out of the way, pump, shower, feed the baby, get the other kid ready. And, you know, my husband would help with whatever I needed him to in the morning. And then we would like split, you know, drop offs and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. he was really supportive. And the easy thing was the workouts were at home. So if I was like, Mm -hmm. hey, he's fussy and I need to do this now because I don't want to do it later or I need to do this now because whatever, he would just, you know, take the baby if I needed him to. Otherwise, the baby would just sit there with me. I feel like a lot of moms, uh, I mean, that's great that your husband... I think he had a lot to do with it, like yeah, helping you through the sure. process. But there's a there's an issue with I think a lot of moms don't have that support. 
like, how do you, how do you think that you would deal with that at that point? Or what would be the communication there? Or how did you even have the conversation with him if he wasn't, if he wasn't supportive? Right. Um, I mean, I feel like that's kind of hard for her to answer. Yeah. I've never, yeah. yeah he, I mean, like he, that. he, like, even with my beach body stuff, like mm-hmm. when I got let go and everything and I was like, I want to be more focused mm-hmm. on this. He's like, whatever you need. Like he's, I don't know. I, I got yeah. Really I know. Lucky. I know what you're saying because it's like same. It's like what you, when you don't know, you're not yeah. in that situation. You don't really know what to. I want to say that I'd be like, I would find ways to explain. I, this is like me just, you know, assume. Yeah. Trying like to put yourself in a situation. I, Cause I know there's people, I have several family members that were like, you know, that same yeah, situation. Same happened. situation. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they couldn't um, really get the support even for like something like a bath time, like the mm-hmm. husband helping out with bath. It was like, that's your job. Like you're mm-hmm. the mom. And I'm just like, you know, how do you have that conversation? Like, mm-hmm. Hey, this is our child mm-hmm. and I need something. Cause you know, you get to do these things or you're, you know, I don't know. I, I would assume it's something just more like sit down type of conversation, mm-hmm. but then I again, think that's going into like a different topic, right? As far as like yeah. relationship topic, yeah. which again, it's hard to kind of put yourself in that situation, but it's like, I think ultimately the message we want to give moms, it's like that you kind of have to choose yourself first before Definitely. even yep. before Absolutely. your husband, before your kids, because if you're not like, Mm-hmm. If you are not at a place where you can take care of yourself and you are like taking care of yourself mentally mm-hmm. and physically, you are, it's going to be really hard and you're going to like, your cup is going to run out. You're going to be on E and it's going to be bad. Like and kids need a healthy mom. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Cause yeah, I mean, you, I a hundred percent agree. You just have to choose yourself. You just have to make yourself a priority and it it's not selfish. And that's like, mm-hmm. sadly the, like not stigma, but I guess. Like the, the misconception here is like, if you're a mom and you're taking time to go have a drink with your friend, if you're a mom and you're taking time to work out, if you're a mom and you're taking time to like, you know, do something for yourself mentally, then you're being selfish mm-hmm. because you're not with your kids. And that's where it's like mom guilt kicks in there. Cause people are constantly like, well, where are your kids at? It's mm-hmm. like, they mm-hmm. have King dad. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean? Yeah. I don't have to mm-hmm. be glued to my children. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that leads me to like that feeling of mom guilt. Yes. <laughs> That's, I feel like, I feel like even if you're like, try to have a, you're a good balanced mom. Mm-hmm. I would think, I don't know. I'm not a mom that everybody at least deals with it at some point. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. What oh, are some like instances where you feel like you catch yourself dealing um, with situations like mom guilt? Yeah. For, um, so when I went back to work, mm-hmm. um, I had mom guilt because it's like, well, you know, I should be at home with my kids. Like, you know, when, when I had my second one, it seemed like my first kid kind of grew up overnight. Like when I brought Mm -hmm. my second home from the hospital, I swear I saw my firstborn and I was like, you don't even look like I left you like Mm -hmm. two days ago. So going back to work was definitely a thing of like, it's so many hours in the day, like a nine to five, isn't really a nine to five. No, there's a commute. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, getting boss, ready. there's getting ready. There's your boss sometimes being a mm-hmm. jerk. There's all kinds of things that you're just like, I'm away from my kids. So many more hours than 40 hours. And by mm-hmm. the time I get home, I only have, you know, I make dinner, not every night, but I would make dinner three nights a week. Then we would go eat out the other two or something. And then you're like, well, by the time I come home, by the time we do dinner, and then it's like you were rushing to bath time. And really, did I really enjoy my kids? So there were times, you know, I would seriously sit there and I'm like, is this even worth it? Like, 
And then when you got laid off, you're like, fuck no. <laughs> right? It's like they don't yes. even care about me when I give exactly. them so much time of my life exactly. before my kids. And that's what everybody and like that was a hard transition too, because everybody felt would that. tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um that's everybody was like, Well, this is great, you know, especially my mom. The kids really need you. And I'm like, I know, I know. And I need mm-hmm. them and I want them and I want to be here, especially during the freaking pandemic. Like, you know, this minimizes their exposure. I, you know, I hate that that like idea of or or that thought from people that they think do you think moms don't want to be with their children yeah it's like uh hello look at the economy we live in yes the life that we have is because you have two working parents Parents, you know you have two working parents that provide this if you only had one working parent you wouldn't have this yes exactly it sucks but um i don't know like when, when I got laid off, you know, I was like, yeah, this is great because I'm here with them. And it was a weird and hard transition because then I was like, but I wasn't ready for that. It wasn't really my choice. It was taken like that choice was taken from me. Mm-hmm. And so even now, like a year later, sometimes I still deal with like, I'm mad about it. Like I'm bitter. So wait, tell us that you, so you, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. so you got laid off from your job. Yeah. Okay. How did you feel like? after that like kind of like what Paula was saying yeah were you kind of just bitter at them (laughs) I was it was like a mix of things so Mm -hmm. I was like you know I was relieved in Mm -hmm. a sense because honestly at the time my boss was a complete Mm d-bag like he would because we were all working from home Mm -hmm. and so like the two other guys I work with like we had a text chain just for like moral support because Mm -hmm. this guy would go unhinged on like group Mm -hmm. like team calls every morning Mm -hmm. at 9 a.m you have to be on this freaking call you had to explain what your day was going to look like, who, what were you going to do? And then sometimes he'd be wow. like, oh, micromanaging else? through the hell out of it. Like so bad. And there was times on Friday evenings at seven 30, I would be on the damn phone with him, walking him through my Excel spreadsheets, explaining every freaking cell. And like my husband, like, again, super supportive. But at this point he's like, this is like too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was like, we have kids. It's seven 30 on a Friday night. That dude can wait. Mm-hmm. And like, we would actually start arguing about it because it's like, this is my boss. I have mm-hmm. to, you know, and the bad thing is I had taken an offer from a different department literally the week. So, you know, like the pandemic that Friday, that was mm-hmm. like spring break in Texas is when schools announced, Hey, we're extending spring break by two weeks. Right. I had taken a job offer for a different department doing leadership development three days before that announcement came out. Mm-hmm. We hadn't even set my transfer date. American froze all transfers, promotions, everything at the mm-hmm. end of that week. I didn't even get to move teams. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. the thing is like, oh, it's frozen for 60 days. So it's like, okay. So my boss was like, hey, start prepping all your stuff. Do mm-hmm. like all the, how, how to do your job. Just like literally everything, how to do everything that mm-hmm. you do. So I was like, okay, I have two months to do this. I started doing it. So when the announcements, that was in March. So what, when did they announce layoffs were coming? Like end of May, June. So it's like, she's already taught us how to do everything that mm-hmm. she does. Mm-hmm. It was an easy, like, we're going to let her go. Right. And so other people on the team absorbed everything I did. And that was like, the signs were like, how is it? The, you I feel like they just kind of left you so that you can teach and they yeah. just kind of. Yeah, because it was like, well, she's not going to be on the department anyway. So that's why I, I 100% believe I have my views towards like working for like a company have changed a lot. Yes. I used to be like overachiever. Yeah. And now I just do my job. 
Yeah. Like, because, I'm not I mean, going to give you one more ounce of me. And that is what they're paying you for. Yeah, I'm not going to give you one more ounce of my energy because yeah. this is what I get paid to do. And go spend that energy you have on doing the things on you actually doing this, want to do. Doing the, yes. my, what I'm passionate about. Exactly. Especially if you don't, if you feel that you're not going to grow. And that, or and if that you don't see yourself in where you are, you know, yeah. then yeah. Let but it it obviously if you see yourself moving up, then you're doing it for a purpose. Mm-hmm. But I guess, especially that comes a lot with the Latinos, right? Like we're, we're, um, raised to be hard workers and to give it your all. Yep. So now I feel like it's like, you kind of have to unlearn that a little bit. And it's like, uh, are this, I mean, country has taken advantage of that mm-hmm. period. You know what I mean? Like you give what you're, yeah. what you're getting paid for and that's it. Yep. That's, that's my views on it. And, um, I don't know. I just feel like I'm happier like that. <laughs> I'm not overstressed. Yes. And that, I mean, and you really need that because again, like that's just like our mentality, you know, like our parents taught us like mm-hmm. work hard for this and work hard and work hard and work hard. And like it worked and you know, education, going through college mm-hmm. and doing everything. And then you get to where you are in this company. And it's literally like, you know, when you leave, they don't give a shit. Like it does not matter. You're just another employee number. number. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, like I have always, always taken every single PTO day, sick mm-hmm. day, vacation day, everything. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I am not the kind of person that's like, Oh no, 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 no. I'll work. And I won't take any days off. No, I'm good. And especially mm-hmm. after I had kids, I'm like, no, my kids want to spend time with me. Or sometimes it's like, no, mommy needs a mental health day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the first half of the day to go get my hair done or mm-hmm. go do whatever I want to do. And then I will go pick you up from daycare early. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about that. I feel like, <laughs> see, that's a good balance right there. Um, even that yeah. I feel like would make a big difference for like yes. mothers out there. Yeah, It's like, okay, let's say you are a mom that doesn't have a supportive husband. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you work. Right. So why not take those time, those days off when it's not you cutting into your husband's time or your family time, but for like yourself? Yeah, you absolutely need to like find ways. And I'm not saying be like deceitful and like not tell anybody what you're doing, (laughs) but like whatever works for you, girl. Exactly. um, Because honestly, like. I mean, I would tell my husband, Hey, I'm taking this day off and I'm just using mm-hmm. sick time or whatever the hell. And, um, you know, I am going to do these things mm-hmm. and I'll pick up the kid early. So we didn't have to worry about like the pickup or whatever, or like the kids whenever they got to be two of them. But, um, I would do that every year, like multiple mm-hmm. times a year. Cause I had so many, you know, I had built up like three weeks of vacation and then I had like another extra eight days to take off plus holidays. So I mm-hmm. had plenty of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just got to be a thing too, because sometimes like you want to get your hair done a certain mm-hmm. way and your hairdresser's like, it's going to take five hours. And I'm like, fuck, what? Mm-hmm. And so I would take time off for that mm-hmm. or I would work a half day and then, you know, go mm-hmm. and do that. But it was like, um, sometimes I would feel bad because I'm like, I should be with my kids. And then mm-hmm. I would just have to like snap myself out of it and be like, no, your kids need you to be at a better headspace. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes it's like, you know, you're going, going and you haven't had a vacation or you haven't had like a date night or mm-hmm. you haven't had like anything where you literally are from work to home you're in survival kids. mode. Yeah. And you're literally doing the same thing all the time. And then mm-hmm. as your kids get older, they get into sports and other things. Mm-hmm. And you're literally like back to back with all these things that are anything and everything for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then at that point you just like burn out. So when I would start feeling like, okay, I'm getting like edgy, I'm getting like, you know, 
annoyed more easily mm-hmm. than I need to do something for myself. And like, I've always been the kind of person that even at the age of 15, I was getting my nails done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I would, when I got older, I was getting my hair done and I've always liked to like take care of myself mm-hmm. and it's never been like, oh, I'm doing it to look good for somebody else. It's I'm doing it because I want to feel good. Right. Like I want to do things that make me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. I was right. getting my lashes done and all those things before COVID hit. So mm-hmm. I made time and I know there's a lot of people, um, cause I have some friends that are just like, oh, but how do you do it? And like, where do you find the time? And I'm like, you make it like, you I don't prioritize know, the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it in another way, but you have to make the time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you it's love your, your spouse. Life. Yes. Like you love your spouse. You love your kids. If you have a job, you might love it. You might hate it, whatever. But you absolutely, if there's one thing, like I want people to understand as a mom, you cannot just make it about everybody else. Mm-hmm. You will burn out and you will not be at a happy, like mental space. I think it's a lot to do too with like, um, especially your, our generation. Like, it's like, you have to reframe the way you think about things. Rewire. It's all about like, yeah. Rewiring your brain of how we were raised as how we, we, what we grew up in. We, I mean, we, women a lot of us grew up with our moms working, working, working and never doing any of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like learning to that. That's not normal. You know, yep. you need to do new things for yourself. Like just because your mom didn't do it or you didn't grow up with it. And and the reality of it is that I would think again, if, especially if you're more of a, uns, on the unsupportive side of like the people around you, right. Mm-hmm. Then it is going to cause conflict but yeah. that's you know what that might be a good thing because that means that you're now you're opening those doors co- like those, those doors and conversations yeah. for other parts of your life that need healing yeah. or that need to be no, you know yeah. fixed or you definitely <clears throat> sorry you definitely need um you know like there's that saying it takes a village to raise a child mm-hmm. it does <laughs> and it's very true like i mean we have i have like a huge part of my family here mm-hmm. and you know we have my my in-laws here too and so that has worked wonders especially mm-hmm. when like the kids were little and I didn't feel comfortable putting them in daycare we had like a whole <laughs> schedule and you know my dad had the kids two days my in-laws had the kid mm-hmm. like two days I would take a Friday like it was a crazy schedule but we I've been very blessed in my like motherhood journey or whatever you want to call it to have all this family that's really supportive, all this family that loves my kids and to have a spouse that is very supportive. Like that, I'm not saying like I have a perfect marriage or anything like that. Like we have our issues, but in terms of like, Hey, as a mother of your children, I'm not in a good place. Or Mm -hmm. as a mother of your children, I need time for myself. And he's been very just like, okay, I got Mm -hmm. you. But I can't like, if you aren't in that situation, the only thing I can say is you have to, step up and voice your get uncomfortable. Yeah. You have to get Mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Like that's the only way growth happens. And Mm -hmm. if you want to be that person that constantly feels burned out and that is constantly looking at your friends and saying, I wish I could do that. Or, you know, I just really, I just need to make it through another week. I just need to make it through another month. Like then, okay, don't say anything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you absolutely have to speak up because that's the only way that you will, you will see any change. Right. Sometimes you have to, I a hundred percent think that it's always going to go back to like deeper healing. Mm-hmm. Anytime you make any, want to make any, like, I guess, superficial change. Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, superficial. Cause it's like that first thought of like, Oh, I just don't have time to go get my nails done or don't have time to meet up a friend or whatever. It's still kind of more on the superficial side, yeah. but it's going to lead to like deeper healing as to why you don't allow yourself that time. 
like and what your mindset yep. is and and why you don't think that you're worthy it, of it. that you're worthy of it yeah right all the time and I mean, I don't know. Do y'all have a lot of like friends like that? You feel like that deal with mom guilt? I feel like mom guilt is a very common thing, but that's something people don't talk about. And even if you are that person that does do things and goes out and you still does, feel it, you still days. feel it because I, and for some reason, I don't know if it's because I'm a Scorpio and like I absorb, it's like a water sign, right? So I absorb energy, but I can feel it for them sometimes. Yeah. Like the guilt that they feel. Like it's if like you're I out want, with them or something. Yeah, it's like, then, I want to be here, but then I'm like thinking about my kids, mm-hmm. like mentally, you know, they're like, and I mean, like you said, we can't say much because we're not mothers mm-hmm. and we're not having that feeling. But I mean, I'm a woman. You're a woman. Exactly. So I know you, if I need this, you need this, you know? Mm-hmm. I always tell, I always, I always say this. I, I don't have kids, but I like to be that person that you feel like you feel more like yourself mm-hmm. when you're around me. At, at least I want to. I like to feel yes. that, you know, and everybody need every mom needs friends that will remind them of who they were before they mm-hmm. were moms. Because like, I mean, you forget. I was somebody before I was a mom. Like I didn't, I wasn't just born a mom and like you forget. Yeah. You forget mm-hmm. like who you were. And sometimes you feel lost as hell. Like I want to do these things, but I should be doing these things or mm-hmm. I really miss doing this, but, oh, I have kids. I shouldn't do that. And it's really hard. So if you're, you know, like if you're that kind of friend, then you're an amazing friend. And mm-hmm. that's the kind of friend that your mom friends need, because mm-hmm. it's hard to just like remind yourself I'm space. somebody. Yeah. I'm yeah. somebody else besides like this kid's mom. Mm-hmm. Right. I love this kid, but I'm not just their mom. For sure. And and I think, like you said, it's it's important to also embrace and like the fact that they people are good mothers mm-hmm. and that that is important for society. It's important to, at the end of the day, what do we want? We want to have a better future for our children, right? Yeah. Well, that starts at home. That starts with having a good, um, like mental state at home. So of course we need moms to be in a good mental state so that they can raise better children and not pass down all those traumas, (laughs) all those traumas that we needed to unlearn. (laughs) Exactly. And it's like, I don't know. I, I, I never like to, I'm not like, I don't feel like I'm a needy person either friend mm-hmm. or anything, but I always try to like, at least create like a special moment by just be myself with yeah. who I'm with yeah. and, and remind them like, Hey, you know, you're hot. Like, Hey, you're, yeah, that looks good on you. Or like, you should wear this or you should do this. It's like yes. kind of hype them up a little bit because they deserve that Absolutely. acknowledgement. And it's like, that role outside of like being just mom, mom being, or yeah. even just wife, you know? Yeah. Yep. yep. And I feel like, like people judge too. Like, I don't know. Like I just, I recently posted something about this. Cause it's like, um, you know, I am 32 mm-hmm. and I don't know, like, I feel like people, there's always a, a view, like a perception of how people view like somebody in this age category mm-hmm. or somebody in this, you know, like, like whatever. And, um, as moms, I'm like, I feel like people are like, why is she wearing that? Or, you know, whatever. Cause I like to wear clothes I'm comfortable in. And if that mm-hmm. means like, I mean, I don't wear crop tops cause I'm personally not comfortable in them, mm-hmm. but I know mom friends that do. And I'm like, go ahead, girl. Like you rock that crop top. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you for it, but I'm just like, why is that a thing? Like, why do we feel like I'm not over here? Like soliciting, I'm literally wearing freaking shorts and I have two kids and that's fine. I can wear that. I can wear a spaghetti strap. I can wear a 
skin tight dress if I'm going out with my husband, because I am still a wife and Mm -hmm. I do still have like a relationship and a passion that I want to like carry on for years. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't just want to be like, Oh, I'm a mom. And like, Oh, here I am just so saintly and I do Mm -hmm. nothing. No. Why? Like, for example, you're like, I could be a bad mom too. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) I could be a bad bitch. I don't know. (laughs) Exactly. But, um, like for example, okay. Funny story. Um, not many people know this story, but I am going to spill this. Uh, okay, spill so, the tea. Girl. So a few years ago, I only had one kid at this time. Okay. Um, he was like a year and a half and we went to New Orleans. <laughs> we went to New Orleans to my husband's best friend was uh, graduating from his, he was getting his PhD and we were going out to, you know, see the whole graduation and everything. So we went out to, um, what is it called? I'm like Bourbon, Bourbon Street. Street. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. We went out to Bourbon Street the night before his graduation. Right. Not a good idea. <laughs> but uh, we went out and, you know, we were just dressed, just common, whatever. It's all good. And um, that was probably the first trip we took without my kid. I don't remember, to be honest. But anyway, so we were there with all his friends and they're my friends too. We're just chilling and we were, you know, drinking. We had the grenade then we had another grenade. I've never been, but I've heard stories about that grenade. (laughs) mm, Yeah, it sneaks up on you. So before I had kids, I like to dance, not like, not like a stripper, but I mean, just like dance, you know, shake my ass, have a good time at the club. That was me. And, you know, even after we had kids, we, we've gone to like places after we had him, but we hadn't been on like a trip like that. So here I am, you know, I've been drinking, we've all been drinking, we've all been having a good time. And the next thing you know, they play, I don't remember the song, but it's like, you know, you know, those, like those jams that you used to have, like playing college, whatever you hear it. And you're like, ah, yeah, you're all hyped up about it. I'm over here, like doing that. And this, um, this song comes on and I'm like, I run up to the stage. Okay. There's a little stage and I'm literally shaking my ass, dropping my ass, like nobody's (laughs) business. And, um, one of the friends that we were with, this other chick was up there too. And the next thing you know, like my husband said that when they were over here, somebody's like, bro, where's your wife? And they're like, that's your wife. (laughs) You were up on the, (laughs) yeah, I was up there. And they're like, that's your wife, dude. And I mean, they weren't like judging me or anything. Right. Cause this is again, like, this is like family. Like mm-hmm. these are friends, but this is like your family. And they like to tell that story. Now, every once in a while, like things will come up about new Orleans or things will come up about, Hey, let's take a trip together. And they're like, Oh yeah. Alma that one time. And I'm like, no, that never happened. Mm-hmm. Never. That was girl. You should own it. Like, yeah, yeah, that was me. I was having a good time. Yeah. And I mean, and that's like, I mean, it happened mm-hmm. other times since then, but again, because I don't have my kids with me, my kids aren't seeing that. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, that's me. You're being you. Yeah. That's me being me and me letting loose, me having a good time with my friends. I'm not doing anything illegal. Like it's all good people. Right. I'm just shaking mm-hmm. my ass. It's not a, not a big deal. Yeah. I just, I really, these are like topics that I'm also passionate about because I just like that feeling of, of how you're like, should live your life yeah. once you're this person. And it's like, said who? Yeah. And w- one of the reasons, if there's one thing that anyone can learn about and like the biggest advice I could always give as to like, not to take other people's opinions so seriously mm-hmm. is that anytime that anybody says anything to me, it's like an automatic projection of your own life. I don't take things personally because it's just like, that's just, 
like if somebody's shaming you, for example, as a mom, or because as a mom, you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. There, it's not really about you. It's because they want to do that, are struggling that, and subconsciously they don't realize it. Yeah. But it, when you feel the need to say something to somebody that's not affecting your life, it's it's internally you're battling that internally. Yep. Because it shouldn't bother you that much. No. Nope. And so, even like the funny thing is, even at like you know my son, seven mm-hmm. years old, right? He's going back to in person, and mm-hmm. he apparently in kindergarten some kid said some mean things and stuff like that. I barely found out like this year during the pandemic, whatever. And, um, you know, he, he's told me things like, Oh, he called me dumb. And like, sometimes he calls himself like I'm a dummy. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. You Mm -hmm. don't talk bad about yourself. First of all, second of all, if anybody, if anybody is mean to you, it's because they have a problem with themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's funny that these come like, this is a thing at a very early age. It is. And that's what I try to like. It's sad. Yeah. I, I said that to my, I had that conversation with my, one of my oldest nephews back way back when, cause he, he kind of has like, um, he's like very smart, but mm-hmm. like pe- kids don't get him. I don't know. Yeah. It's like that. Not like that. Street not cool smart kid. Versus, yeah. But like, yeah. he's super smart. So I'll, there was one time there where he had a bully or whatever. And I was like, I sat him down and I'm like, why do you think that he picks on you? I'm like, because you know why? Because you're smarter than him. Yep. And so it makes him sad that he can't be as smart as you. So he's trying to make you feel bad. But technically, you're like way cooler than him already. You're already years ahead of him. So I'm like, next time you see him, it's like hurt him with words. Yeah. You can hurt. I feel like you can hurt people with words way more than falling into what they're telling you. Yeah. It hurt him where like it really hurts. And I'm not saying do that like spitefully, but if, if just to kind of get them off your back. Yeah. If they keep doing it, like, you know, how are they going to keep doing it? Like this is, you're going to respect me. (laughs) Exactly. I'm not going to hit you, but a a lot of time people don't realize that the the reason you're spewing hate is because of something you're dealing with internally. Mm -hmm. But if you're self-aware and you know why they're doing it and you hit them where it hurts, yeah, then there's nothing they can say that's going to hurt you back. No, you know? Again, I don't like to be spiteful, yeah. but but if and, you're being picked, but on if you're gonna be times, picked on it, yeah. or told things multiple times, then yeah, like put an end to it. Put an end to it by just hitting where it hurts with words. Yep, <laughs> that's the Scorpio in me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, overall, I just hate that there shouldn't be like. I think even with women, you know, we always talk about women empowerment, and and obviously this is a primarily women podcast. But it's like, why is it should it be either or? Exactly. Why is it moms against? women that are not moms yeah why and that, you know exactly because i i know so many people like i have a couple of friends really good friends mm-hmm. and they already said mm-hmm. i don't want to have kids mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. not there's so many freaking kids in the world that don't even have homes exactly. like why if you know in your heart of hearts that that's not something for you that you don't want that in your life you don't want that responsibility you are filled with joy and passion and everything else without that in your life mm-hmm. don't do it because somebody your mom your aunt your grandma they expect you to do it that's if it's not for you it's not for you or the wor- one of the worst ones that i've heard it's like but what about when you're older it's like, what about when I'm older? I don't yeah. know if I'm gonna live till then. Yeah. So why am I gonna have I'm kids? I'm still gonna be traveling. Exactly. Like, whatever. You know. So it's like stop pushing your and vice versa. Yeah. Women without kids shouldn't shame people that want kids. People yeah. that want kids or that are happy being a mom. Mm-hmm. And you know that if that's the way they want to live their life, then let them be supportive of that. Yeah. Like appreciate. Like wow, you're a good mom. Like I always tell my cousin on Saturday it was my niece's birthday. She's a great mom. And 
and she always goes above and beyond for her kids' birthdays. birthdays. Yeah. Like rents all these things and everything. And like that's the time by the end out. of the night, we don't be having big parties exactly. So by the end of the night, I'm like, damn, Ellie, my cousin Ellie. I'm sure she's listening. Um, but I was like, you all, I want to be like you when I grow. I mean, I always tell yeah. her that. Uh, that if I was ever a mom, I want to be like her. I'm like, I want to be like you when you grow up. You always Your go mumbles. out for the girls. Yeah. You always go all out for the girls. She's like, thank you. At least somebody appreciates it. Okay. She, this was at the end of the night and she wasn't saying necessarily, yeah. but I think just like she, that she made me that. feel she like, wow, nobody is acknowledging how much she did all for this work. party. Yes. And she's just sitting down at 10 o'clock at night and having a drink with us, you yes. know? Or yeah. probably later by then. And that that is like a really high compliment to tell somebody like, I want to be like you when if I have kids mm-hmm. or like, you know, whatever. Um, because it's it's hard. There's so much that people do not understand. Just like simply the freaking like just going in the a store. Yes, girl. Oh my God. <laughs> like I just did this, I just did this reel today on like things I can't do anymore because I have kids. Oh. And it's literally like Eating a meal in uninterrupted, mm-hmm. running a quick errand, like um, drinking coffee without reheating it, like that type of thing. That's literally what was on the reel because it is not a thing. Like, do you know how many times I have to reheat coffee in mm-hmm. the morning? It's not normal. You, you need to get you that. The, the, ember yeah. Yeah. the warm one. The what about going to the restroom? Girl, like my kids have learned, don't fuck with me with the restroom. <laughs> I lock their door. Okay, I lock the door now mm-hmm. because my youngest, the the oldest was never like this. Like he was never mommy when I'm in the restroom. Mm-hmm. The youngest, he gives two shits. He will go and open the door and I'm like, "Dude, I'm in the restroom." Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just lock the door now. Mm-hmm. You know, if you need me, you can need me in a couple minutes. Like you're not you're, you're going to live. Yeah, you'll be fine. Y'all <laughs> might like throw each other and like things might happen, but you know, it's okay. It's okay. You'll survive. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. My other brother-in-law and his wife, they're like, we can't even go out to dinner right now. Like with yeah. the kids because it's just, it's more stress Girl. than anything. <laughs> yes. I haven't been eating out with the kids until like mm, we attempted it for the first time like a month and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And we went, there's this local spot in Mansfield that is um, like, it used to be our favorite place. And it's mm-hmm. like an all day breakfast type of place with mm-hmm. a bunch of other stuff anyways. So we went there because we know the people, we know the owners, we like our server, it was still there from like before pandemic still works there now. And she actually is like a Facebook friend of mine. And um, she knows how paranoid I am. So she was so wonderful and sat us down and like we went on the least busiest day. So there was only like one other table in the whole restaurant mm-hmm. and we went like old people eating time, you know, like mm-hmm. early dinner. They were fine that time. We went back two more times. We went back yesterday, actually. They were not acting so great. And then mm-hmm. this morning, my mom is like, hey, do you want to meet up? We haven't like eaten out with my mom since pandemic. So I was like, okay, we will go and have breakfast at like this place in Arlington. Cool. I'll meet you there. I went. Worst idea ever. (laughs) These kids would not stop jumping on the damn, um, what do you call it? The booth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The the youngest would not stop jumping on the booth. Like it was a damn bouncy house. Mm -hmm. The seven-year-old, I swear to God, forgot what it was to sit down on his butt. He was Mm -hmm. like this like laying on the damn booth and then they were fighting. Thankfully it was like pretty empty. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this is why we can't go anywhere. <laughs> maybe, can't take nowhere. Maybe part of it was COVID. No, yeah. blame it on COVID. I mean, honestly, they forgot, they forgot how to act. Out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm about to beat you. Like I'm not physically going to beat you, but I'm going to like, 
on yeah. your hand because I cannot with you right now. Mm-hmm. That's I'm like, hard. I need your dad. Your dad at least has it under control more than I do because I'm over here like anxiety, COVID. Kids, <laughs> See, that oh. would be me. <laughs> Help. I know. Like, that at least my me. mom was there. And I'm just like, <laughs> I told my husband, if we have a child, you know, a hundred percent that you're taking a lot of responsibility. He's yeah. like, I know. Yeah. I'm like, okay. For as long sh- as you know, let, let's write that contract. I know. I'm Go ahead. Gonna... Sign right here. You blood. said you're going to do this. I know. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's important. I think like people make it seem like it's so glamorized sometimes, like having children, being a mom. Being mm-hmm. a mom and I'm sure it's a great feeling. Like, I'm sure it is. But can we also talk about the times you don't want to be a mom? Oh, like they're in the pantry sometimes and I eat candy and I want to cry. (laughs) Yeah, it is real. You want to disappear. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, and my husband, because he's like, I'm so blessed. He's working from home. Right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm like, I really don't want you to work here right now. But other times I'm like so glad because he can hear me yelling. Like he has those French double doors and they Mm -hmm. suck at like having the sound. Yeah, they do. My doors have that too. Yeah. (laughs) So he will hear me yelling at the kids from upstairs. Mm -hmm. And when he gets done with his meeting, he comes out and he's like, what's happening? Mm -hmm. And so he'll sometimes ask me, do you just need a minute? Like, do you need to like, do do you need coffee? Like, you know, he again, really supportive, really great. Yes, we fight about other stupid things, mm-hmm. but um, he picks up on those things. Like th- this chick is about to lose her shit on these kids. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like it just, it, it's, um, it's a lot of work. He's especially. a smart guy. He is a smart guy. He's because a very smart guy. if he's like that, he knows that he's going to get it too. Like if he doesn't take care of you, he's going to fall oh, yeah. on him too. Yeah. I'm just going to mm-hmm. like lose my shit. Yeah. And then like, mm-hmm. he knows I'm PMSing now. So he's like, this is not a good time for anything. <laughs> he's, like, no. He wants to go hide in the pantry. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, let me just keep these kids away. We're all going to stay away. But, but yeah, I mean, and it, it just, you know, there is like all the, the joy and like them running up to you and the mommy. But then other times it's like, all right, dude, like this is mommy for like the hundredth time in the last hour. Can we just, can I, w- we just not? I want to touch on that on like your husband's situation uh, or, you know, your relationship with him mm-hmm. and his how he's supportive. But this goes to show that at the end of the day, women just need to, to have like a safe space and security Absolutely. in a relationship like you do. And, and you need to have somebody that is willing to provide that yeah. because if they're not willing, then that's already a different issue in itself. Yes. You and know, then you're already, you're, you don't at that point, not to dismiss what you're going through as being a mom at that point, but it's like, there's a bigger issue there. If you can't have somebody to at least create that space for you. Oh yeah. Right. And that just, yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, being a mom, like, you know, it is its own challenges and everything. Like it's fucking like hard. It is. I don't and even then, have kids and it's fucking hard. Like, what do you say that you? moms are what? I always say like moms are like superheroes because they deal with so much shit and single moms, man, double girls. Yes. Like, my best friend is a single man. mom and my hats go off to that woman. I love her to death. And I'm just like, girl, I don't even know how you do it. I mean, mm mm-hmm. So when, when we're starting to, when we get into like, cause I've been digging deep into like feminine, masculine, like topics, mm-hmm. like energy topics. And it's like, there's, a, there's a lot of pages out there talking about like the wounded feminine and what you need to do to heal. And it's like, why don't I hear accountability from men here? Like women have to be in their masculine and lead with their masculine energy to be able to get through life because there wasn't enough masculines out there to provide a security and safety yeah. for them. You know, right. that those are type of topics that I get pissed about <laughs> when I, when I, um, 
read it or or look at pages like that but it's like starts throwing the like the laptop <laughs> exactly and it's just like i'm all about i 100 believe in like there's a lot of like wounded feminines out there oh, like yeah. um all of us at some point especially if you're first generation a lot of us yeah but it's like you can't just like talk about healing without talking about what caused the pain in oh, the beginning yeah. you know for sure there's a lot of that and i mean because like you said first generation there's just a lot of things that um you know, our parents and our grandparents just didn't talk about. It wasn't a thing. Like I, for example, like TMI, again, TMI maybe, but mm, this is just what I do. But, um, like sex, mm-hmm. what is intercourse? Like, I don't, I honestly cannot say I remember having that like conversation with my no. mom ever. And I really don't know how I learned what I'm supposed to be doing. I think you just l- learn by little yeah. bit, little bits of like what you think yeah, or people, and like, you hear people talking about and what you exactly. kind of see. And it helped that I waited mm-hmm. like when I was a lot older and not like in middle school or anything like that. But it's mm-hmm. just like, I know like for me, for example, like I didn't have that conversation. I don't remember having that conversation. My mom tells me all the time, like those were not conversations that she had with her mother. And I mean, like the dynamic and the conversations my mom and I have now are so much more different Mm -hmm. because my mom also, not to say that you have to like go to college or go through a divorce or anything, but my mom went through a divorce with my dad Mm -hmm. in like my early twenties. And she went to college when I was in college. And Mm -hmm. I feel like the person my mom was like, in my teen years is not who she is now mm-hmm. because of everything she's gone through since then. Mm-hmm. And I have all kinds of conversations with my mom. I call her an event about my husband sometimes. Like mm-hmm. he probably knows that. And, um, we have, you know, she tells me about issues she's having and it's really like my mom has become my best friend. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I know it was nothing at all like that when I was growing up. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of people that, you know, like you said, first generation, have not had, have had similar experiences when they were younger with their parents, Mm -hmm. where it's like, we didn't have that open communication. We didn't have those conversations of what are the struggles that you have as a mom? What are the struggles that, you know, you knew of, or what are the struggles that you just have as a woman? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you want to do these things, but it's like frowned upon because, oh, the man provides or whatever. Mm -hmm. I I hate like, those having like deaf definitive roles i believe more like in the energy rather than the role yeah oh funny story about roles though Mm -hmm. don't mean to cut you off sorry but um, (laughs) so my mom and dad like when i was three my dad had a really bad back accident Mm -hmm. and it basically took him out of work like you know he was hispanic man doing all kinds of things like working at a factory he Mm -hmm. had a really bad back accident so he had multiple surgeries and at some point later in life i was still a kid um he stopped being able to work for a while Mm -hmm. so my mom became the sole income provider of our house Mm -hmm. of our household so like the roles literally flipped Mm -hmm. and my dad at that point decided i'm going to go to school for my jd i'm going to learn english because he didn't really know it that well Mm -hmm. so he took on like the i'm going to care for the kids i'm going to pick them up from school i'm going to feed them And, um, you know, I'm also going to focus on school. He did that and she was working and eventually that kind of like caused strain because, Mm -hmm. you know, Mexican man mindset at some point Mm -hmm. still exists there, even though like this is a current agreement. So other things happen and, you know, they didn't end up together, Mm -hmm. but the roles in my household did switch at one point. So, yeah, yeah, that's different. It is. But th- then again, it was still survival mode regardless. Yeah, it's just that it's, sure. it's switched. But yeah. I'm sure like for even you growing up, that was kind of like different. Different. Yeah. And like, yeah, the thing my husband likes to say this, like my my mom's side of the family, my dad actually has a lot of also strong women, like strong mm-hmm. 
like my cousins are very like strong women and Mm -hmm. all that. But on my mom's side of the family, my husband says it's the matriarchy Mm -hmm. because my grandmother is the one that's like, you know, lleva los calzones. Like she's the one that's like, we're doing it like this. Mm -hmm. And then my aunt and my mom all learned that from. Same with my family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like my husband's like, this is a fucking matriarchy. Cause like mm-hmm. I have like, you know, me pongo en mis whatever. Can, can you allow my masculine yeah. side to come out, please? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is how we're doing it, dude. <laughs> so sometimes he gives in. Sometimes he's like, I'm not. No. He's yeah. like, I ain't. Not today. Till, he's like, I ain't all your uncles and all them people. Uh, we ain't rolling with this. So I'm like, okay. but that's important too. It's like as somebody that carries masculine strong, energy, it's yeah. like learning how to lean more into my feminine and yeah. like step back, just kind of step back and like, okay, for you know. sure. Yeah, sure. Your, your way of doing it is right, but it's still wrong, but it's right. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. We can balance this yeah. out. I'm still struggling with the balance thing. I'm not going to lie. I'm still very much like, I, I don't think it, that ever ends. Yeah, to be honest. Ends. It's always, the I think it's an unrealistic idea for people to think that there is you a perfection that. that you find it okay. because I think life is just a constant like evolving back yeah. and forth and you evolve and yeah. And you, you know, and, and then you have new experiences and new ideals and new, you know, For sure. yeah, just life comes at you and new relationships in life. So I don't think there's ever like an end point to it. Like, just like there's never like an end point to healing and there's never like yeah. an end point to your triggers and stuff. It's just learning how to like, I think with everything you gain in life, like your knowledge and your experiences, you're just gaining more knowledge on how to handle it. How better. to maneuver through life with it. Exactly. Oh, okay. I think that. Because I'm over here thinking like, hey, at one point I'm going to figure out the balance. <laughs> that makes more sense. The balance is now. The balance is this, what you're doing now. You know? And I think it's like, that's what we need to like understand. It's living in that present moment and, and being more in tune into like what feels good for me today, right now. Yeah. As long as you're aware that this this is not like, this is not it. Like, this is just not it. You Mm -hmm. you know that and you're making changes and you're evolving and you're wanting to grow. I mean, I think you would be fine at the end. I think so too. I think as long as you're taking no matter what step and never compare your, your steps to somebody else's because it's always a different situation, but it's just knowing that you're doing something different to just make yourself be in a better better. mindset for yourself and for your family. But we absolutely love having you today. Thank you. I I think this turned out to be a great conversation. I learned a lot (laughs) about motherhood. And although we ourselves are not moms, I feel like we have a lot of people in our lives that we, I feel like this relates to and that, yes, I I completely understand. I think no matter who you are as a woman, it's like, understand that you were a woman first. Yes. Don't forget that. Never forget you're a woman first. You deserve to pamper yourself, yourself, um, bring out, lean into your feminine energy, feel sexy, feel um, important, the priority, you know, do what you got to do. And it doesn't always have to be like, you know, superficial things, which I'm calling them superficial, but they're still important things for me, but it can simply just be time away. Like, Hey, I need time with my friend or I need, Mm -hmm. you know, absolutely. It's just time away from the kids. Let's put it that way. It's time to like find yourself again Mm -hmm. and remind yourself of who you are aside from a mother. Like that role is a permanent one, you know? But just don't lose sight of you because when you start losing sight of you, that's where all the struggles come. And it just literally, cause I've been there, starts feeling like things 
are piling on and on and it's like a snowball effect and things get out of hand and you're just like, where do I even start? Yeah. 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 It just gets hard. The more you like kind of suppress it and let it pass by you, it's harder to undo. I feel, but we absolutely love having you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Having time away from the kids. Thank you for being open and being vulnerable when it comes to this, because there's a lot of women that are not able to open up or be vulnerable, especially about part of depression. Mm -hmm. It's a very touchy subject. It is. Mm -hmm. But I, I thank you guys so much for the time and just, you know, like I said, I'm an open book, anything I will share. If you could give one piece of advice to our listeners, um, to our moms, what would it be? Um, I don't know. I guess the same thing I've been saying, like, don't forget who you are and it's okay to change. Like it's okay to change your goals because you became a mom. It's Mm -hmm. okay to change those things. And, you know, not to go back into like story mode, but at one point I never thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom. And I never thought that that's something I would ever do. Right. And I actually find myself, yes, I need breaks from time to time, but I find myself enjoying it. And my husband actually <laughs> is the one that reminded me the other day and said this to me, it's okay to change your vision of what you right. wanted. And right. that's just growth. It's life. So be who you are, be, be true to yourself you know, lean into the friends that make you feel good. Lean into the friends that are going to be honest with you because you can't just have a bunch of people that are always going to say, yes, you're doing it right. Yes, you're doing it right. Like right. that doesn't evoke change. It doesn't evoke mm-hmm. growth. Right. But just don't forget who you are aside from a mother. And don't forget that it is absolutely completely acceptable to change your vision of what you want in your life mm-hmm. more than once, more than twice life is an evolving thing. So just let it guide you to what your next chapter is supposed to look like. That's going to bring you joy. Mm -hmm. Right. Don't contain yourself to just these stereotypical roles because that's what people around you are telling you to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Or that's what you told yourself that that's what you you need to do. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. And, um, can you let us know what your like Instagram handle is and how people can find you? Yes, ma'am. So uh, currently my Instagram handle, that's what it is, is um, fit-ish, like F-I-T-I-S-H underscore Alma, A-L-M-A. And um, that's pretty much the only real like social media profile that I really stay on consistently. I am looking at TikTok, so eventually I'll be there. But right now that's the one to find awesome. me on we for and, sure tag you whenever we and you're a, a beach body coach so also if you're yes. interested in and being part of her team then send her a dm absolutely thank you thank you cheers thank guys you. and cheers. don't forget to head on over to apple Podcasts and leave us a review cheers cheers, cheers. cheers. cheers.